Which one of you has women screaming in the background? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I know the, the closet. The yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> because I know it's not me. <laughs> you have them tied up real good so they can't scream. <laughs> Exactly. I got that gag in there real tight. <laughs> yeah, it's hard meeting people in South Dakota. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I forgot the intro. <laughs> got it, got it, got it, got it. It's funny because you were editing. I know. <laughs> Welcome to Buried Cinema, where we discuss new and lesser known films in detail, so there will be spoilers. I'm Tom. I'm Brian. I'm Nate. I'm Steve. I'm Kevin. I'm Patrick. Amazing. Absolutely amazing that we got through that. It's like we're well, professionals. Uh, yeah, but Dan never said it, introduce himself. I'm Dan. Did you not listen at all? What? Oh, no, I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, th this is Junk January, and as we have done the past few years in Junk January, we have a special guest, uh, a professional... Uh, nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a professional purveyor of bad cinema, maybe? I don't know. Uh, Dan, Marcy Caper, my brother. Hello. <laughs> They can't see you, Dan. It, it, you can stop waving. Uh, Dan is a professional stand-up comedian in Baltimore. Again, he's also my brother. We've had him on the past few Januaries for our uh, bad movie month. And uh, this year we gave him first pick. It all went downhill from there. <laughs> yeah. It really did. Um, before we get into the movies, uh, Dan, do you have anything that you want to plug? Oh, yeah, the, the shameless self-plugs, I remember. Um, no, I just, I do, like my brother said, I do stand-up comedy. Um, I have a website that I always talk about when I'm here, which is danisfunny.com. I have, like, videos and stuff on there. Uh, my wife and I are actually starting a podcast soon where we talk about mostly movies um, to compete with you guys. So, <laughs> uh, no, it's, that's just going to be uh, us talking about movies that we hated, even though everybody else liked them. What's it called? It's called Actually We da, 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 da. He's a competition. <laughs> Don't plug it. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I'm just kidding. This could be a mutually beneficial thing, man. <laughs> yeah. This could be a like a spin-off. There you go. Okay. Now oh, yeah. I'm we board. accept it since you called it a spin-off. <laughs> <laughs> so would you be the Cleveland of the group if we're finally going? <laughs> I would no, I I would be the Frasier. I was gonna oh. call it Frasier. That's a, so the that's smarter, a more handsome brother. I see. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the name of the podcast? Uh, it's going to be called Actually We Hated It. We actually recorded the first episode already uh, where we talk about Wonder Woman. And there should be a... Yeah, it's going to make a lot of people mad. All right. All right. So, also, I should say I'm not a professional comedian. <laughs> Although, hopefully someday. You're a professional in our hearts, Dan. <laughs> I guess that counts. Counts for something. Yeah, not much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Semi-professional? Amateur? How, how do you want it? Struggling. Struggling. There you go. Um, I live in an alley. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the movies. Dan, give us 
your uh, the first pick and the theme that you gave us this year. Sure thing. So the theme uh, that I picked, and uh, thanks again for letting me do that because that was really fun. Uh, well, I mean, it was fun in theory. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the theme I picked was practice uh, is a whole other issue. <laughs> movies with a zero percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And then just to really make sure that we got like the worst of the worst, um, the additional thing was that they had to have a less than 50% rating for users on Rotten Tomatoes. And then from that list, I picked a movie called Simon Says, uh, which is a 1999 spy action comedy starring Dennis Rodman as a very confused Interpol agent. Like a movie version of an Interpol agent, whereas in real life, because Jean Claude Van Damme is not there to give him direction. <laughs> right, it's, it's not a double team. Instead of Jean Claude Van Damme, you get uh, pre-fame Dane Cook oh. uh, as an idiot. Everybody's an idiot in this movie, um, and also uh, the late John Panette, who's also not doing too good in this movie. Yeah, he's an Interpol agent, and I'm not actually sure. Like, there's. There's a kidnapping. It starts with a kidnapping. They try to rescue a kidnapped girl, and then she's not actually kidnapped or something. And then there's like an arms dealer. And then at the end, I, he's trying to blow up the earth or something. The <laughs> <laughs> Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Well, Eiffel yeah. Tower was just like a, to show that he could blow up the earth. Right. It was a really weird movie. How do you normally do this when uh, someone introduces the movie? They usually kick it off to someone else, right? Grades. Ask for grades. Oh, grades. That's right. Yeah, we, oh, give, but... we give letter grades, A through F, no pluses, no minuses, but we reverse them in junk January. So if you give the movie an F, the movie gets an A. Right. Not confusing at all. And uh, <laughs> not. Simon says. It's given us a great reputation on the internet. We gave Le- Leonard Part 6 straight A's. Yeah. <laughs> we don't defend it at all. And oh, man. Oh, man. If you, if you thought Leonard Part 6 was an A movie... Uh, you should really check out Simon Says. Um, <laughs> I also gave an A for sure. Well, somehow things have shifted in this reality to where Dennis Rodman is less icky than Bill Cosby. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Who would have thought that day would come? Yeah. Somehow things have shifted that he's less annoying than Dane Cook. <laughs> yeah, Dennis Rodman, basketball celebrity and noted friend of. Dictators all around the world. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a cover. And yet, he was probably the most palatable person in this movie. Yeah, Yeah. because he wasn't, he was like the only person who wasn't a comic relief. Yeah. Like every other character, they had like at least three comic reliefs. Supposedly, Robert Downey Jr. dropped out of this movie because he had things to do. <laughs> Drugs. In this is back in the 90s, yeah. 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 And Dane this Cook. This is probably the movie that drove him to drugs. <laughs> or maybe this is the movie that drove him to like turn his life around. When he, he, he read the script and he's like, oh gosh, what has happened to me? <laughs> yeah. He was like, he was like uh, instead of doing this movie, I'm going to do heroin. <laughs> and, uh... I'm so jealous. Uh... <laughs> There's, like, nothing about this movie makes sense either. It's like, he's an Interpol agent, but he's, like, the movie version. So in real life, he would be, like, sitting at a desk, right, sending emails and stuff. (laughs) Um, But here he's going on missions, riding on a motorcycle, and, like, I don't know. He doesn't. Is he on missions, or is he just kind of, like, bumbling into things? Well, they keep talking about missions. 
Like, that's the weird thing. Yeah, the, yeah. no mission ever actually occurs in this movie. He doesn't have any supervisors or something. He's but he seems yeah. to employ two people who live in the sand, like quicksand infested sewers of France. Yeah, well, they're, they're actually monks. I, yeah, right? monks. Like, I, I, I kept thinking it was a disguise. At some point, they were like, throw off the disguise and whatever. But no, they are actually monk, like techie monks that no. he just hangs out with. Yes. That's actually, yes. You see them doing like monk things like by the end of the movie. Yeah. They are actual like, monks. That's so yeah, stupid. like impersonating Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like monks do. So I yeah, think. let's get let's get into grading here. Yeah, I give it an A. What do you guys give it? Well, who, who do you want to start with? Let's go. Oh, uh, is that a thing? Okay. You I have to like say people's <laughs> names and then like. Have you ever heard our podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I have. Yeah, I didn't memorize it. I haven't. Tom forgot the intro and he does it every single. <laughs> I'm not taking this crap. Touche. Uh, <laughs> I'm going by the person whose Skype avatar is like the most pleasing. So let's send it to Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> So this definitely gets an A. One of the things I wanted to look up was where this was kind of in, in Dane Cook's celebrity. Uh, this was one month after he blew away audiences in Mystery Men as the Waffler. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Such a much. It, I'm not even kidding. That's such a much better character. <laughs> yeah, this, this was terrible. I mean, terribly good. So it gets an A. Okay. Do yeah. I have to keep asking like other yes, people? Yes, yes. Oh, yes. my God. I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's how this works. <laughs> I'm just a guest, guys. <laughs> we, know, we know your podcast only has one other person on it. but you know. <laughs> And already twice the listeners. Oh. <laughs> uh, let's go to Tom. Yeah. Uh, is this the worst action movie I've ever seen? No. Yeah. I've been knocking Pretty it around cool. in my head. I'm, it may Does be. Does Megaforce count as an action movie? Their Megaforce actually had some a little bit of production value. Mega, yeah, we'll talk about Megaforce. Yeah. Um, this movie makes Double Team from two years prior seem like, I don't know, a uh, lethal weapon in comparison. <laughs> as far as, like, buddy action movies go. You know, the buddies being Dennis Rodman and Dane Cook. I guess the high point or low point in this movie is where Dane Cook starts to impersonate a velociraptor no that is it's absolutely it's a, it's a the low point <laughs> no it's velociraptor he says velociraptor no i thought he said it was a t-rex no because uh i think he even references jurassic park i can't believe we're arguing over this. <laughs> yeah, but there's both a velociraptor and a t-rex in jurassic park steve yeah, so I'm that, pretty that sure is he not says... clarify anything yes in fairness there's other yeah, parts where he, yeah, he there's other parts where he barks like a dog and yeah. uh does the chewbacca sound so it's yeah. just like an all-around mess. Yeah, I was I was into Dane Cook for about a week. Everybody. Back in like 2006. Um, He's so no. ashamed. <laughs> I know. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag me too. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I, I knew by about 15 seconds past the opening credits that I was going to give this a hard F. Uh which means he gets an A. The thing is, like, Dennis Robin is a native English speaker, correct? Like, that's his first language. <laughs> I think so. Nate, you were being vocal. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I feel really weird, but I gotta be honest. I don't feel like I'm, I'm defending this movie, but 
when I compare this movie to other shit storms that I've watched and I've seen, there were bearable. Oh no, bearable's the wrong word. <laughs> <laughs> there, He's talking himself into an egg. <laughs> this is a, a horrible, awful movie, but every now and then, no, wait. <laughs> See, they have these fight scenes, and there's like there's there's the girl character. Yeah. Um, slightly Russian one. Yeah, I couldn't understand what she said either. <laughs> yeah, and then then they have the uh, Chinese bodyguard guy, and when they would fight, it seemed passable. Like, oh, okay. But then for some inexplicable reason, Dennis Rodman would walk in and like really slowly lift his leg in their direction. <laughs> they, like it was, and then pee on them. <laughs> it, was, it was really awkward. And then they, and then very clearly a wire would pull them back into some boxes. But before that moment, <laughs> it was fun. And there is the incredibly bizarre moment where they fall into quicksand and Dennis yeah, Rodman... Yeah does inexplicably pull only Dane Cook out of the quicksand and leaves his <laughs> other two monk buddies to apparently die? <laughs> like, yeah, they're in the next scene. They're in the next scene. They're fine. Yeah, I guess. Because it's a comedy, you see? Yes. <laughs> and so much of the comedy stuff has that problem where it goes it goes way too far. All the Okay, so the two monks, it's John Panette and a guy who's definitely not Giancarlo Esposito, right? Yes. <laughs> Ricky Harris. Okay. Yeah, it's the the love child of Giancarlo Esposito and Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, can we talk about that sex scene? Do we have to? Do, do, can we not? So weird. I'm, I'm pretty sure I contracted some kind of venereal disease just from watching. <laughs> <laughs> like, who has a button on their bed that does that? <laughs> Well, after they install it, I will in about a week. <laughs> it's the craftmatic model they don't talk about. They had rigging set up, or she has rigging set up around her bed like yeah. it's a, a, a mid-sized rock concert with lighting like and everything. Like it's a stage. Yeah. Was, which, I mean, I guess that's impressive, but... Um. You guys don't have a strobe light in your bedroom? Um, no. The, the weirdest thing about that sex scene is that they don't mention that they're laying down on a waterbed. And so every right. few lines of dialogue, you hear these things. And it's supposed to be, like, cheeky dialogue. Right? And then you hear, like, whoop. <laughs> yeah, but of course it's a waterbed. Of course it is. You can't look graceful or sexy on a waterbed. No. <laughs> Not at all. I believe you mean Nate has tried. <laughs> You're not even talking about the part where they punch off each other's clothes. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we are talking about this sex scene, huh? Because right. um, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful piece of film history that this occurred. Yeah. yeah. All right. I talked myself into an A. Fine. This is terrible. Do you want to mention the other sex scene in this movie? Uh, where Dane Cook humps a couch? Oh. Oh, oh gosh. That went on for way too long, too. It's like, it's like, okay, I get it. I understand it. And he's still going. And uh, that was rough. Welcome to Dane Cook's career. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yep. It went on way oh, too long. Oh, that went on for rough. too long. That was rough. <laughs> it pisses me off that he became like a big hit after this came out. <laughs> that, this, that this wasn't a warning sign to anyone. <laughs> well... To be fair, nobody saw this, so... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know Dan Cook was in this until you told me. Oh, <laughs> Since wow. 1999, I, was, I thought that 
Jennifer Esposito was in this movie, like from the trailers. So I was already giving my brother a hard time about how he keeps picking Jennifer Esposito movies. And then I was like, oh, that's not Jennifer Esposito. Not even close. So <laughs> also, I don't think I think the only other movie I ever picked was Escape from Tomorrow. No, you didn't. Oh, that's right. You didn't. No, I picked. I picked Master of Disguise. You picked Master of Disguise. I will not take credit for that. <laughs> I don't know why, but in my head, I had retroactively pinned that movie to you. <laughs> so that's why you've been being so mean to me. <laughs> I get a lot of flack in my class because for um for those of you who don't know, I I teach and I'll probably be fired once the administrators figure out I have a podcast, but. <laughs> My students know, and they got they got mad at me one day, like livid, because we trashed Master of Disguise. Really? And like, yeah, the next generation, like the generation of teenagers right right like now, love that movie. They love it. Huh? Is this the same generation that's eating Tide Pods? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so Nate gave it an A. I guess we'll go on to Steve. Uh, yeah, this, this was actually one of the better movies we've watched this month. So I was kind of the villain, at, at least initially, the first half of the movie is actually, he's kind of interesting. He's the only one that can halfway act. Put together this. a sentence. Yeah, and I found him interesting. And then he just went on that weird, he just went crazy, but not actual crazy, just trying to seem crazy. And uh, by the end, I, I was so glad when he got killed. Uh, and this, I mean, I know as a, a computer guy, it's probably, it's something that bugs me, probably doesn't bug other people, but that computer thing, I, all I'm thinking is who, what programmer sat down and programmed the little like icon of him laughing that would take yeah. weeks of programming. Who would do that? <laughs> who would do that? So yeah. not, not only, but it was set up so that he could like control it via lightning shooting out of his hand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was that was classic right there. Yeah, oh. that's just an impressive piece of programming. Yeah, I know. No one. Thank you, yeah, Steve. So yeah, this this gets a I'd say a soft A because it wasn't as bad mm -hmm. as some of the other shit fests we watched. I can give this a hard A and then give. Ghosts can't do it. A harder one later. It's fine. <laughs> oh, I'm not comfortable yeah. with this. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, Dan. Me too. Oh, wait. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I just want to point out that Nate completely missed uh, that's what she said opportunity. Yeah. No, no, I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> oh, oh. Sometimes he lets them go just to Nate's keep us on our toes. <laughs> It's preoccupied with uh, waterbeds right now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to Brian. Uh, never did I think that an action movie would make me yearn for This Means War. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Uh, that was a good paintball scene, remember? Yeah. I like that movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, uh, yeah, def definitely an A for this one. And then that leaves us with uh, Patrick. Yeah, yeah. I... I Feel similar to everybody else. It's it's an A, but there's much harder A's to to be seen. Um, yeah, I, I I've never liked Dane Cook, but I never hated Dane Cook until seeing this movie. <laughs> like, I, I never had animosity towards the man until now. Um, I yeah. already hated Dane Cook before this, and it's actually like made me hate him more, which I didn't even think was possible. <laughs> 
All, all I want to add before, because I know you guys got to do the flick chart thing, but uh, I just, I, I like when I was going through, I was just like writing down everything I saw. I'm not going to read it because there's like five pages of just like, <laughs> what, but like there's just so many things in this movie that to even just say what they are doesn't even, it, it doesn't make any sense. Dennis Rodman whips a tablecloth and uses it to grab a suitcase. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's one thing that I'm, I just don't want us to like move on without addressing it. I feel like Dennis Rodman clearly didn't do like any stunt work for this movie. Oh yeah. And it's the opening action scene, which is ridiculous with like all the motorcycles and everything, but you have the character that's supposed to be Dennis Rodman, but he's wearing a helmet the whole time. Mm-hmm. And like, so he's doing all these stunts. And then like, once he takes the helmet off, he becomes much worse at stunts. Uh, and when they finally do get to the fight scenes where they like, you know, if it's a close up shot, you can't really see what he's doing. And if it's a wide shot, it's definitely not Dennis Rodman. Also, his stunt double is like five foot four. <laughs> <laughs> and that doesn't even get into John Panette's uh, stunt double. He's like, oh, John Panette's like a, a very obese man. And then his stunt double is like a very not obese man in a fat suit. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to I'm not going to harp on all the rest of it because it's just a really bad movie. We're going to throw Simon Says on our flick chart. Uh, Flickchart is a website that gives you two movies at random and you decide which movie's better. And over time, it builds your rankings for you automatically. Or you can add a movie like we're about to do that will uh, put it up against all the other movies on your chart. Uh, we do not reverse, I'll say reverse grading, but reverse ranking on Flickchart. Bad movies go where bad movies go. <laughs> Straight to the top. Yeah, so in just a minute here to well, log in, talk amongst yourselves. Sometimes straight to the middle with our flick chart. You need, you need yeah. to give us a topic, Tom. Uh, Rhode Island is neither a road nor an island. Discuss. Oh. I wondered where the word road came from, because it's not R-O-A-D, it's R-H-O-N-D-E. So is it, or, sorry. Rhonda? Rhonda? Rhonda. Rhonda. It's just an island full of Rondas. Is it somebody's name? Why is it? Brian Wilson vacationed there one time, I think. Brian Wilson of uh, Beach Boys, right? Uh, Help me, Rhonda. Wow. (laughs) So, uh, that bit of spectacular comedy is out of the way. Uh, (laughs) Let's add Simon Says to our flick chart. And the first movie comes up against the movie in the dead center of our chart. Talk about every every time we do this is the final cut, starring Robin Williams. Yeah, final cut. Final cut. Yeah. Final yes. cut. Final cut. Degree, degree. Anybody else hearing uh, echoes? Yes. Yeah. Simon Says versus Oh Hazar Balthazar. Oh, Oh Hazar. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna go Simon Says. Really? really? Wow. Yeah. I hate it, Balthazar. <clears throat> Poor donkey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait a minute. Wait, was this the... That was the French donkey movie? Oh. Yeah. Where it was like yeah, we did it last time. Yep. Yeah. So is that everybody went Balthazar except for Patrick? Yes. Yeah. Wow. All right. Um, <laughs> we're getting into the junk January face-offs here now. Uh, Simon Says versus The Adventures of Pluto Nash. Ooh. Pluto Nash. Pluto Nash, yeah. Agreed. Pluto Nash. Yeah, Pluto Nash is awful. It's bad, but... His you know, Randy Quaid in it. With yeah. yeah, but it doesn't have Dane Cook. Exactly. 
Exactly. That's true. <gasps> so which was worse, Randy Quaid or Dane Cook? Dane Cook. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Randy Quaid as a robot or Dane Cook as Dane Cook? <laughs> <laughs> Dane Bass. <Cook> Bass. <laughs> Anybody not going Pluto Nash? No. Okay. I hated Pluto Nash. Oof. All right. Which one is actually the worst action movie? <laughs> Simon Says or Checkmate? Oh. Oh. Can we really even call Checkmate an action movie? I, I guess. Uh, okay. I, I, think, weird I that think Checkmate is better. Checkmate is better. <laughs> I actually agree that Checkmate is better. Oh man. No, it can't be better. Can't, it can't. No. It can't be better. I have to can say, it? says I can't say Checkmate. You know what? I I will go Checkmate because the the movie is terrible, but it has an interesting concept. It Simon says doesn't even have an interesting concept. Right. There's nothing original about it at all. So uh, that's my justification <laughs> to choose Checkmate. And I'm going to take another drink. Another... <laughs> yeah, Checkmate. I'm going Simon Says. Oh, all right. Yeah, so am I. Because oh, okay. here, here's, here's the thing. I would like – these are equal levels of terrible. Yeah. But I, w I would have more fun going back and rewatching Simon Says. There's enough like ridiculous stuff in it. Yeah, I could never watch Checkmate again. Yeah, Checkmate <laughs> yeah. is just abysmal. But I could show Simon Says at like a bad movie night. Yeah. Even though it's horrible stuff going on, there's more going on in Simon Says than there is in Checkmate. So at least it piques your interest for a while. Until you get to like the robot bug five seconds in. <laughs> and then you're like, no, I get this movie now. <laughs> Speaking of Checkmate, half the movies we did this month had chess games and the line checkmate in them. 100% of the movies we did had like some form of sexual harassment in them. <laughs> that is and true. two that movies had the mechanical flying bugs. Okay, so checkmate wins. What's even below checkmate? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Simon Says versus Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny. Ah, uh, fuck that film. <laughs> <laughs> Simon says. Yeah, yeah Simon, Simon says. Yeah, Simon says. Absolutely. I'm so mad at that film for existing. <laughs> Just so pissed at it. Funny thing is, every now and then, uh, it that title comes up in different references of you know obvious crap. Kevin, is your headset fully connected? Yeah, you sound Maybe. a little weird. Uh, hold on, I was in a supine position. Let me check. Kevin likes to get comfy for the podcast. So you were positioned like a pig? I don't think I know what that word means. <laughs> um, That's the poor sign position. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> supine is a horse. Yeah. Supine, if you're, uh, if you're at a rifle range and you're laying down. You're podcasting on your stomach? Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All I see is like... Kevin, like, lying down on his stomach with his ankles crossed like an 80s girl teenager. Grabbed <laughs> <laughs> like, his, his finger on, like, some corded phone. What are you doing? <laughs> then he flips the switch and the strobe lights go on. <laughs> nobody's going Santa. That's not funny. pretty for any of them. No, nobody's picking Santa ice cream, buddy. No. No. Simon says, I guess it's first win. Uh, Simon says versus... One of Patrick's non-junk January picks. <laughs> straight to hell. Oh damn! Straight oh. to hell. Yeah, I'm gonna go straight yeah. to hell. So am I. Yeah. 
Wait, which one is straight to hell and which one is hell comes to Frogtown? <laughs> comes to Frogtown's one with the frogs. Yeah, Roddy Piper was hell comes to Frogtown. Straight to hell stars the front man from The Clash and the guy who's not Samuel L. Jackson. Straight to hell is basically oh, has, an excuse it was, to it was, Doesn't it have Cindy Lauper? No, no. Um, Courtney Love. Courtney Love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How dare you confuse those two? Sorry. Sorry. It uh, it was an excuse for them to have a big party in the desert. Their rock concert got canceled, so they said, screw it, let's make a movie. All right. Straight to Hell wins. Simon Says is now 564 on our flick chart out of 567 movies. Really? Nice. It is above that's... Santa and Air Ice Cream Bunny, Freeway, and Hubba with a Shotgun, and nothing else. Wow, that does not bode well for the other movies. This month. <laughs> no. no it I finally got something else in the bottom ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. It's three movies below Saving Christmas. Wow. This is better oh. than Saving Christmas. And four movies below Leonard Part Six, as previously referenced. You know, we never even uh, brought up the fact that at the end of the movie, the bad guy is getting into the car with the bride's father. Yeah. Yeah, they never had. There were a lot of because plot points. The that bad guy were... is the groom's father. They're getting into yeah. a car together. They made up. They were fine with it. And also the fact that Dane Cook comes in at the end with Dennis Rodman piercing. He's, he's yeah. been Dennis Rodman. But they, yeah, they keep talking about missions. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know what Interpol does. <laughs> and then the part where Dane Cook kills the bad guy with a spear. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, he can't shoot a gun, but he can throw a spear with perfect <laughs> accuracy. Yeah. <laughs> That's something you learn. You pick it up when you're a stand-up comedian. I can throw a spear. <laughs> <laughs> Got to deal with hecklers somehow. Right? <laughs> it's the best way. Yeah. We're going to take a short break, come back, and talk about Brian's... We're going to call it a wild card pick since it doesn't have a 0%. But Brian's pick of the Avengers, 1998. So what I'm calling my first choice um, <laughs> is 1998's The Avengers. I partially did it because uh, I was pulling a Tom and picking a movie with a, uh, a title that we've already done on the podcast, yeah. but also because it had a 5% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think is probably the most sound out of all of them because it had 82 ratings on Rotten Tomatoes, where the next closest had 19. So <laughs> Simon Says had 19, Megaforce had 14, or excuse me, 12, and Ghosts Can't Do It didn't have any available. So it had three, but I think you need five for to register a rating. Yeah. So it is the story of Ray Fiennes and Uma Thurman as they team up to stop. Sir August de Winter, played by uh, Sean Connery, from destroying the world with a weather device, <laughs> which was the most straightforward action movie I think I've ever seen. <laughs> At no point do they try and throw any red herrings your way. Sean Connery's character shows on screen, let's play evil music. <laughs> bah, bah, bah. He's the bad guy, everybody. There's no way around it. Uh, yeah, even the, even the, the first thing he does in the movie is grab a woman by the throat in a threatening manner. Yeah. Like fitting because it's Sean Connery. Um, yeah, even the um, Uma Thurman twin wasn't much of a red herring. 
just an overly complicated piece of what should have been a straightforward plot. Uh, let's uh, let's start with Nate. I feel like this movie is the definition of wasted potential. Yeah. When you do look at this cast with Ray Fiennes and Uma Thurman, the basic plot is two characters with slightly snappy dialogue are going to stop a bad guy. There's so much potential here. It could be so much fun. I mean, they even have Jim Broadbent, who is like acting the hell out of his role, but he's given like one word lines. But it just—it feels like the director just wanted to get over, like, just get this movie done with. But there's 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 all these like little moments that, in the hands of somebody else, it it could have been slightly interesting. I'm gonna give it a a B. I feel like this movie would get a D because it has um if that car scene didn't involve being chased by bees, or if it did, but in some better like ha- handled way, that was a slightly kind of interesting car chasing. Like it it looked pretty cool. And it does have some snappy moments between Ray Fiennes and uh, Uma Thurman. So it has these moments. So be. Patrick. I'm going to give it an A still. I I can see there were some moments like that. But if anything, it's almost more disappointing when you have Ray Fiennes and Sean Connery and this is the best you can do. Like, there's just no excuse for that. I mean, Rafe was just the whole time. He's just like the smirking the, he had the exact same look on his face the entire movie, no matter what was happening. He just had that <laughs> same smirk. There was no, like, this is the worst acting possible. There was no chemistry between them. It was ridiculous plot. I read later that apparently they had shot it to be like a two-hour movie, but then they somebody cut it down to 90 minutes, and that's why there's a good chunk of stuff that just doesn't make any sense. Like at yeah, the end, it's like, oh, no, but there was one where it's like at the end when she goes, how now, brown cow? I remember thinking, what in the hell is that? But then <laughs> apparently there was an earlier scene where she did it, but then that got cut. So then suddenly the later scene makes abs- there's no reference to it. So suddenly, you know, and I don't think adding an extra half hour would have made it better. Actually, but, I was going to say that's the one thing this movie rarely needs. It actually does need a little bit more. Maybe. It needs connective tissue. Yeah, there was definitely no connective tissue. And I'm not saying that adding that extra half hour would have done it because clearly somebody. If they had added an extra half hour footage, would it still have ended with Sean Connery being taken into the sky by a lightning bolt? Yes. (laughs) Yes. That was awesome. It would have been about 10 more minutes of bears. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) When that scene opened up and it was just the rainbow bears around the table. Uh, yeah, I had, you had to just stop right there. I mean, um, it's the half hour they should have cut. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. They cut the wrong stuff. Yeah, they could have cut that out and then like explained a little more. Um, How did they get yeah. Sean Connery to agree? I figure to people must in have a furry a costume. Gambling problems or drug problems? <laughs> I think it's called alimony. Or, yeah, yeah, that could be it too. And the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was the movie that made him quit acting. Right. <laughs> this the one League of find... Extraordinary Gentlemen is so much better than this, though. That is a plot you can follow. That has, like, I guess, slightly interesting characters. Action. Yeah, it gets it gets buried in bad CGI and. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I have to give this an A. Damn. Uh, yeah, I I definitely would give it an A too. Um, just a. Not just the editing, but I feel like there's so much with this movie that's just incompetent, like with the cinematography uh, and 
not even like the scene to scene continuity, but the editing in other ways. Like there's a scene where um, it ends with Sean Connery offering Uma Thurman tea, like as a punchline. And then the camera lingers on him for a really long time before cutting to the next scene. And like, I feel like yeah. if you had gone like one second further, you would have seen Sean Connery be like, okay, are, are we done? <laughs> 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 the music is really weird. It sounds like it's a Mel Brooks movie. Yeah, and then other than that, it's just like half the movie's opening credits and the other half is weird jokes about macaroons. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. macaroons, yep. They're like, get no, it, we're British. Yeah. Ray Fiennes knocks a man out by hitting him in the face with a bowler hat, and that's the point where I got really mad. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this movie hates me. <laughs> There's an invisible man. I feel like that should be mentioned because that was really stupid. The invisible man was a cameo by the original Steed. But I know that, but was that a character from the original show? Or, like, why the hell did they think that? Like, the Invisible Man and the room where Uma Thurman gets trapped in, like, that weird, the staircase from that thing. The MC Escher. Uh, yeah. yeah. I was like, Escher. wait, like, what universe is this supposed to take place in, you know? It's just like, yeah. yeah. And then the thing with the bears. I don't know. It's really stupid. Hard A. Wow. Kevin. I'm giving it a C, and I don't care what you guys say. <laughs> <laughs> I like this movie. I genuinely, I, I can understand and appreciate all the shortcomings that you guys are talking about. I don't care. I completely agree. It was talent wasted. But I, I didn't expect a lot from it, and I wasn't disappointed. I, I, like I said, I, I seen this, or I, I had seen this years ago, not in the theaters, but probably the first run in HBO or Cinemax or wherever it came. Yeah, same here. Um, so I, I, I had a fun time watching it, and I'm okay with that. Uh, Kevin, had you seen, uh, have you ever watched the original series that this is based on? No, I hadn't. Um, but I've read a couple of things and heard, and I think I kind of understand some of the throwbacks to it, but I, nothing specific. So none of us were familiar with the series? No. No. Okay. I'm sure we would be strongly disappointed if we were. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure. Just Without yeah, having I do, I seen do... the series, I could say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Considering the series is popular and beloved and... That or we're just not British and don't get half the jokes. But they also... They have a huge problem with this with just understanding, like, basic, like, things of comedy. Like, there's a real huge comedic timing issue in this film. I mean, and, and they, they don't know when to do things comedically. Like, I feel like the whole teddy bear scene was supposed to be comedic, but... Dan had mentioned this. They draw out so many of these lines. They, they don't know when to cut it. And killing teddy bears, isn't that funny? I feel like it should be. It sounds like it should be funny. <laughs> and part of it is Sean Connery, his performance also, he's like playing it so straight. I don't know. I, I just, it's, this movie's bizarre. Who have I missed? Tom. I had also seen this back in 99 or late 90, whenever this was on pay-per-view or HBO or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, we had this on VHS at one point. I might have watched it twice. It was the worst Christmas ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, we recorded this off of HBO or something. And back in 98 or 99, I, I pretty much enjoyed this movie. In retrospect, it's been a couple of decades. It kind of depreciated to probably see territory. Uh, on a rewatch, this movie is so dumb. Just besides the fact that, you know, the Sean Connery getting pulled into the sky by lightning which is probably the stupidest thing, and that's saying something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, there's a lot about it that I still enjoyed. It's it's colorful, and there there are certain scenes that there are moments here and there that I I laughed at. Um, Uma Thurman was 
enjoyable. I, I, I enjoyed Ray Fiennes, even though he was a one-note character. Like I kind of feel like that's what he was supposed to be. I didn't feel like there was supposed to be any great depth to anything going on. But it kind of failed on the stylistic end, too. So I'm going to give it a D, which is a B, I guess. I'm going to give it a B. B for mechanical bees. It is worth noting that Diana Rigg, the original... Um, Mrs. Peel? Yeah. Diana Rigg, the original Mrs. Peel, turned down doing a cameo in this movie because she didn't like the script. Like, that should have told you something. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it looks like this pretty much ended the director's film career. Like, really? this is one of those... Yeah, this is one of those that was such a bad bomb. It ended the director's career. He went on to do TV and stuff, but he never directed another feature film. Well, Jer- Jeremiah Chechik or whatever his name is. Did he do anything, any other movies before this? Yeah, he did a, a remake of Diabolique. He did um, oh. Tall Tale with Patrick Swayze. Benny he did and Benny June. And June. Oh. oh, yeah. And he did uh, Christmas Vacation. Right, yeah, Christmas Vacation. Yeah. No. Yes, this is the director of Christmas Vacation. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> so do I. It's a funny movie. Yeah, it's That's an 80s shame. comedy, Kevin. We know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't typecast me. <laughs> don't typecast yourself. <laughs> Let's start naming 80s comedies and see which ones you don't like. <laughs> Under the Rainbow. Oh, you got to start there. That's not fair. <laughs> um, all right, all right. Hey, here's a question. Why do they, um, like, Mrs. Peel is framed for a crime, and then they just make her part of the team to, like, yes. find the real criminal? And is there's that, no... Like... Well, that's like we... what Brian was saying. Like, it, se- it seemed like there was supposed to be red hair in there, but there wasn't. They were just and... like, no, it's not her, obviously. Right. <laughs> Wait, what? But was she a robot or a clone or... In this movie's universe, anytime someone is suspected of a crime, they're just immediately hired to help find the real criminal. <laughs> they they really hold the innocent until proven guilty thing. They're really just all about that. They're like, you are going to help us prove that you didn't do it. <laughs> by being one of the two main investigators. <laughs> oh, uh, by the way, like the whole movie, I was like, they're never addressing the fact that she's a Mrs. Peel. And apparently that's one of the big things that was cut out was her husband being killed in the beginning. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. I thought they mentioned it. I she don't definitely seems like she's grieving the whole movie. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought they at least mentioned that she had a husband at one point. Yeah, they do. Well, uh, people call her Miss a lot and she says no, Mrs. But I never understood yeah. why. I thought that was, that was one of those things I thought was a throwback to the series or something. Steve, I think I skipped you. Uh, I... I, I watched this movie first, and I thought, oh, well, I got the worst one out of the way. And then, <laughs> uh, uh, no, it didn't, it didn't work out that way. Um, this movie, in comparison, is not appalling. It's watchable. I can't think of anything that I could say is actually good about it, but it's not painful. So, yeah, it gets a, a B for me. Yeah, actually, I'm going to give it a B as well. There were a lot of missed opportunities with it, but I don't think that there was... It it wasn't atrociously bad. Right. It, it could have been worse. Yeah. What's the overall GPA for this one? Let's see here. The Avengers with four Bs, two A's, and a C, its final grade is an is a B or Leonardo. So the overall. Ninja Turtle. Ninja Turtle. 
Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so continuing on, we're going to add uh, the Avengers to our flick chart. First movie up is uh, the Avengers or Murder on the Orient Express. Hmm. Murder on the Orient Express. Murder, Murder. On, the Orient Express. <laughs> on the Orient Express, yes. The Avengers or Firestarter? Firestarter. Oh, Firestarter. Yeah, Firestarter. The Avengers. Oh, Firestarter is annoying, but it does have a coherent, followable plot. It, does, so it, it doesn't the actually Avengers. have. No. It doesn't have these huge, gaping plot holes. Dan, have you seen Firestarter? Uh, no, I have not. Should I? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a fan of Drew Barrymore? Do you want to keep being a fan of Drew Barrymore? <laughs> you have dreams of Drew Barrymore when she was only 18. What? Dave Cook. That's who he was dreaming about. He said he was dreaming of Drew Barrymore. Oh. I looked it up, and she was only 18 at the time. That's legal. Barely. Not when, not when they were filming it. Was. Yeah, probably but, not. A fire starter, I think. Ooh, here's a good one. The Avengers or We're Back at Dinosaur Story. Oh, the Avengers. The Avengers. The Avengers. Wait, let me rethink that for a second. I think I'm going to be the only one here and say We're Back, a Dinosaur Story. Dancing We're Back, a Dinosaur Story. Uh, I don't remember anything about it, except the guy gets eaten by birds at the end or something. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's just a screw that's left behind. Because that's his eye. Yeah, that was the part that traumatized me the most. But other than that... Do you remember renting the video game? Yeah, I have more memory of the video game than of the movie. Yeah. The <laughs> Sounds like you're going too. the Avengers then. <laughs> oh, the video game sucked. Yeah, we I'll go we're back. So that was three to two currently. The Avengers or the Last Airbender? The Avengers. The Avengers. Last Airbender. I would I go Last Airbender. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Shut Why do we Steven. bring him on? Why do we bring him on this podcast? <laughs> because he is brilliant. Finally. I'm not Voice saying Ender is good. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. You're not helping. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see The Last Airbender. Damn it. Thank you. Sorry. That's a better response. <laughs> <laughs> I, if it makes you feel any better, I wish I had never seen The Last Airbender. <laughs> oh, but you have. It does have some impressive like special effects, but... Yeah. It, it, it has some pretty shots. That's the what I remember. It's pretty shots and completely destroying the story. Yeah. All I remember Sorry. from that movie is my rage. <laughs> <laughs> so is everybody going The Avengers? No, we have two people going The Last Airbender. But it's still four to two. Uh, the Avengers or Kiss Kiss Bang Bang the Bad One? <laughs> That's actually part of the title. Oh, I would say the Avengers. I'm with Steve. Chris Penn in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang versus Dane Cook in Simon Says. <laughs> yeah, Chris but Penn I feel Cook like, says. and I, I know this is going to sound crazy. I feel like Chris Penn is actually acting in that movie. What we get is a very disturbing man-child impression. But I feel like he yeah. is le- he he legitimately acts, and I feel like it's just that the director didn't know to tell him to stop. You want to know something, Tom? What? California kid from The Wizard over Chris Penn and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm gonna go Kiss Kiss Bang Bang actually. Yeah, I'm yeah. going the kiss, Avengers. Kiss. Oh, so it's three. Whoa. Hey, Danielle. Yeah. Hey, we're recording. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Tell her we all said <laughs> hi.
or not. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Steve, Steve said, tell her we all said hi, and then there was just silence. Oh. <laughs> hey, good to know the mute feature on this microphone doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I wasn't like cursing you guys out. <laughs> Would have been worse if you were cursing your wife out. Yeah. How many people? How many people went kiss, kiss, bang, bang? Just, just I, one so far. I did. I did. Tom so we're did. tied. We're like three. Yeah. Three to three. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I can budge. It's close for me. I, I'd probably actually watch the Avengers again before I watched Kiss Kiss Bang Bang again. Which puts the Avengers at number 511 out of 567. Not too bad for a junk January film. Yeah. No. I don't know. That's, that's a higher spot for it. Yeah. This is the only one out of the four, by the way, that didn't make it to my bottom 500 on my flex chart. So. Hmm. It is four below Sheena. Yes. <laughs> That's a win for me. <laughs> we are going to come back and talk about Nate's pick, Megaforce. All right, so for Junk January, I didn't have any kind of weird wild card picks or anything like that. Um, oddly enough, uh, Dan, you don't know this, but I, I have like this list currently right next to me that I'm looking at of uh, movies that I like to withhold until junk January. I've got like a six year long waiting list. Um, okay. <laughs> and one of the movies on there was Simon Says. Nice. And so as soon as you said it, I was actually a little bitter. So I had to go to like my second pick. And this was my second pick, which was Megaforce, <laughs> which stars the, <laughs> the wonderful Barry Bostwick as the head of a... As an action hero. As an action <laughs> hero. Who, you want to talk about like people who never did any of their stunts. Like, and we're clearly put... They didn't have green screen, but we're clearly put in front of rear projection. Um, <laughs> as the head of a defense unit, uh, which is apparently pulled from all sorts of, um, I guess, uh, countries and apparently the Confederate States of America as well. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> apparently the last remaining survivor <laughs> um, um, so it's this 80s I guess biker gang that has laser guns and they attack a made up what was it like Costa Nostra like what was the name of the country they attacked but then they shouldn't have attacked it because then that caused a war with the country that they wanted to cause a war with and that was <laughs> bad Namibia attacks the Republic of Sardoon. Oh, right, right. It looks like they're in the Sahara Desert, but Gamidia is apparently run by a Latin American dictator from Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> there's, really, there's, really, there's really no way to, to like describe the plot of this movie because it is basically Barry Bostwick, that's right, Brad. <laughs> they decided that Brad from the Rocky Horror Picture Show was just he's he's the action hero the world needs runs around and apparently leads a super ultra specialist force of motorcycle army dudes who high five each other um yeah. i'm gonna turn to kevin because this is an 80s movie this movie could only get made in the 80s how else do you pitch this movie at any other decade okay i that that last statement is 100 percent true this movie could only be made in the 80s. 
That being said, I'd never heard of it and wish I had never heard of it. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know where to begin. As expected, I, I, I nodded off a couple of times because it was just hard to keep track of. Um, because but, you're Kevin. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You also didn't uh, miss much. No, no, I didn't. Yeah. That's the thing. This was, it, it gets an A. It was terrible. Wait, I remember at one point you nodded off and you woke up. You're like, wait, now they're friends? How long was I asleep? Yeah. <laughs> and you were only out for like two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, we have no idea either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, no, this this was bad. And, and this will never come up in conversation of 80, 80s movies that I'm, I watched and was happy to watch. All right. Okay. Um, Brian. What you guys need to understand is that Megaforce isn't actually the name of the military unit. It is the bond of love between Commander Ace Hunter and Major Zara. <laughs> they have a Megaforce. Right. Okay. So if you think of it that way, it doesn't make this movie any better. <laughs> yeah, the definite A on this one. Why would those tiny little wings on the side of a motorcycle make it fly? <laughs> Suddenly make it aerodynamic. It doesn't just fly. It can do loop-de-loops. I know. <laughs> yeah. Really, really slow motion loop-de-loops, though. We don't, we don't want Barry Bostwick's hair to get messed up. Okay. For him to, like, say. That was, that was the moment where this movie, like, shifted into a whole new gear. <laughs> Of weirdness. <laughs> you didn't think it could. You did. They're like five minutes from the end, and they're like, you know what? Let's just have him go upside down for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> while he's smiling, like waving at the guys, like, hey. I'm exerting no effort to like not fall off. <laughs> <laughs> and the guys are are screaming like they're they're cheering on their constipated friend. Like, I don't know. Like, they're, like, squeezing their fists so tight. They're like, yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he lands on the plane, like, what is his? It's it's like a ta-da. I just pulled a rabbit out of a hat moment. Mm-hmm. Like, he holds his hands up like, ta-da. <laughs> the strangest things I've ever seen in my life. The only reason he had to do that um, and barely make it alive is because he decided to go back and gloat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to his best friend slash mortal enemy. Exactly. <laughs> Who he stops midway through after destroying half his army. He shows yeah. up with the helicopter and he's like, hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> Friends for eternity. <laughs> yeah, does the villain like, so the villain doesn't really want to kill him? Why does he let him go? <laughs> I don't know if he does or not. I think he's just like there he because does, more is fun. But I feel like he also wants to have his babies. <laughs> it's, it's a love-hate relationship. Oh, yeah, that's it's it. Very, very complicated. Mega Force is Barry Bostwick's machismo. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Mind you, we do all have to admit his hair and his beard is pretty luxurious. Oh, in it's this fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> no, he looks like a villain that would be played by Ben Stiller if the movie was made today. <laughs> it's also true. I it took me a while to like come to grips with the fact that that it wasn't a wig and a fake beard. 
<laughs> that, yeah. he had, that he had grown that out. No. That's all in, Barry. <laughs> in point of fact, that, that was an authentic stage play hair and beard for the Pirates of Penzance. Huh? Yes, you're welcome. I, I knew that. <laughs> it's the reason he was cast in the Lee is because the producers saw him on stage in the Pirates of Penzance. Who the hell sees uh, the Pirates of Penzance and says, oh yeah, I want that guy as an action star. <laughs> Who made this movie and thought it was an action movie? <laughs> <laughs> this is obviously a romantic comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Just clearly not between Barry Boswick and Paris Cambada. Like, no, it's, it's between Barry and, and that other guy. Henry Silva. Uh, uh, Patrick, what, what grade would you give this? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, it was a bad movie. Like I, I understand it was a bad movie. <laughs> But it was so cheesy. It was it was fun to watch. Like yeah, I'm vacillating I, between B and a C on this one because it's just. I mean, they actually put a decent amount of thought into the the vehicles and all that stuff. Yeah, and yeah. they were. I don't know, man. I I enjoyed watching it. I really did. This movie but, must have had a, a budget for the amount of vehicles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they at least had to just to even do all that. You had that cost million dollar budget. Twenty million? Wow. (laughs) I say they they got a lot out of it. Box office take five point seven. Ooh. That still beats out Simon (laughs) says though. (laughs) True. I think Simon says made like six dollars and seventy five cents. Exactly. (laughs) I'm gonna give it a C. I enjoyed it though. Those the the costumes. You're saying that this quality wise is an okay movie. Yeah. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm saying it's. I can recognize it was a crappy movie, but I enjoyed it enough that I'm gonna give it a C. Because I would watch it again. If, okay. Yeah. Well, I would too, but <laughs> not. <laughs> Dan, I'll say I got genuinely excited when a cartoon pig showed up. <laughs> oh forgot about that. I like. I didn't understand what was happening, but I like sincerely perked up. Was like. Is he going to be a character now? Because I can like, get on board with that. <laughs> uh, and then, then he was gone. I was like, uh, I felt empty again. I don't know. This is an 80s movie, but it feels like it was made for 80s TV. Um, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's just like the cheesiness and the music actually kept reminding me of... Um, uh, did you ever watch Puma Man for Mystery Science Theater? Yep. Yeah, that that was like... <laughs> it was bringing me back to that. It had so many The weird... flying scenes... <laughs> yeah, the flying scenes. He's like, yeah. There was just like so many weird, just one-off moments. Like there was like one part where like they were talking about the Megaforce, and someone said, "The funny thing is, you gotta volunteer just to get in." And I was like, well, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> what would the alternative?" <laughs> What's the conscription? Yeah, the, the weird moment on, on the plane where like. Bostwick and uh, Confederate soldier are talking, and he he tells him some little like poem, and oh. Hunter turns him and goes, "That is totally inapplicable to what is going on." Right now. <laughs> and yeah, he's, just like, he's yeah. like, "I don't yeah, know." Yeah, <laughs> and they kept trying to do like these moments of comedy, and then it was so confusing. There was like a there was a throwaway line about how the British guy put shag carpeting in his helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? What what purpose does that? It's so odd. Um, I thought the skydiving scene was amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
definitely the weirdest skydiving scene I've ever seen. But it, was, I, it was very strange. I loved how they, they skydive just to get into another flying vehicle. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They immediately yeah. get into the helicopter. It's like, why don't you just stay well, in I, your first, the <laughs> first airplane? Well, I was, I was really training. confused about that because I, I thought, yeah, I thought that they were on the mission. And then it turned out he was just making her do all this weird training <laughs> to see if she could, could go on the mission. But then at the end, he decides not to let her go on the mission anyway. <laughs> and she says... Even though he admits you've totally says, proven yourself. Yeah. She says, is it because I'm a woman? And he says no, but really he means yes, because obviously <laughs> that's why she's yeah. the only person who's not allowed to go on the mission. And then he, he clearly explains how she can't go because the other 60 men would be, what, thrown off? <laughs> yeah. He said, or she says, uh, even though I'm not going, I'm happy I came this far. And then she kisses him. So, like, the screenplay was definitely written by a man. <laughs> um, Did you notice how Barry Boswick's character, though, like, doesn't like it when she kissed, like, the moment that she kisses him? But he's yeah. he's totally all about, like, because he doing wanted the keep, thumbs up distance kisses. Yeah, he yeah. just wanted to kiss his thumb. I guess we can do a, a tie in with uh, Simon Says because. Um, you know, much like Dennis Rodman, Barry Bostwick is besties with an evil dictator. So there's that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Loose time. Oh, I, I give it a hard eight. I'm sorry. I wasn't. <laughs> I was like, why is everybody <laughs> giving me more? No, uh, it's definitely an A. I thought it was um, second to worst of the four. Steve? Um, I'm kind of with Patrick. This isn't a good movie, but it's kind of like Star Crash, where I would watch this. I'd be glad to watch this again. I had, and especially that that moment at the end uh, with the motorcycle flying. <laughs> I mean, that turned that turned this whole thing around for me. I, <laughs> Literally, I, I, I was I was like, this is awesome. I kind of want to watch it again as soon as possible. I just I <laughs> I really enjoyed this, and it's so ridiculous. Nothing makes sense, but it's still a lot of fun. And so I. I realize I shouldn't be giving it a C just because I enjoyed it, but I'm going to anyway, so screw y'all. That's right. <laughs> uh, Tom? So apparently the film has no credited costume designer because all the clothes were designed by Mattel. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Wait, the toy company? Yes, the toy company Mattel. The toy company that makes Barbie. Yes. These are men wearing Barbie outfits. Now that you say that, that makes total it sense. It does make perfect <laughs> sense. Like, who wears a gold leotard? In the desert. Ken. <laughs> Ken, yeah, like Ken that, does. That would seriously, that would be like wearing a wetsuit in the <laughs> desert. That's a horrifying idea. <laughs> you know what's good about this film? Uh, no, I'm, I don't. I'm, I'm, I don't. I'm, <laughs> quoting, I'm quoting Barry Bostwick. He says, you know what's good about this film? It's plausible. <laughs> we need an international force like this to keep the peace i wouldn't mind betting that one day there's a real mega force operating somewhere in the world <laughs> so true wow it's a quote yeah, he was high back there. then he was high <laughs> a lot. is nobody gonna address the double dildo torture machine that was in silhouette <laughs> Wait, I, I definitely don't remember that. <laughs> Tom oh, posted yeah. a picture of it. That's that was not the focal point of that picture. <laughs> Steven, maybe you happen? need to lie down on a couch and talk to somebody about this. <laughs> yeah. The focal point of that picture was that. Uh, well, I mean, do I have to explain it? Apparently, to Steven. if if you feel like you need to. There is some debate as to whether or not 
Barry Bostwick was intentionally trying to look like he had his dick out. Oh. Uh, uh, oh I didn't even, I didn't even God, notice that. Crazy. Yeah, go back and look at it. Oh, in what picture? Yeah, really, no, it's horrible. <laughs> Tom posted it on in the group. It was oh. a screenshot when he was talking with her. I think it was like right before the kiss. Yeah. Which group? Uh, Buried the Buried Cinema. Cinema. Okay. Oh, Facebook. What's this Facebook? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. didn't even notice uh, that. Steve was focused on <laughs> Steve, Steve, Steve was looking somewhere else. Steve's seen some double dildo torture machine that nobody else sees. <laughs> Patrick saw it too when we were watching it. Hey, oh gosh. Oh, 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 goodness. Okay. <laughs> what is happening? Because <laughs> I can see both at the same time. And I'm very concerned. <laughs> Doesn't it feel like, like she's in mortal danger? You need to get her out of there. <laughs> she does. <laughs> oh. Oh. I have to raise my grade. Yeah. <laughs> How is this not the movie poster? <laughs> Megaforce. That's the Megaforce right there. Exactly. Um, I'm actually going to give this movie uh, a B. <laughs> Had enough going for it that it's not a failure, uh, but it 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 is extremely cheesy. Um, it it actually does have some production value to it. I don't feel like they really knew what to do with it. And this really suffers from that thing where they do these big action scenes where you have no idea who anybody is or where anybody's going. Right. Right. Or who's blowing up who. It was a confusing mess, but it was a fun, confusing mess. I'll give it a B. All right. With three A's, two C's, the only movie to get two C's. Really, guys? Really? Okay. That gives Megaforce a B plus or a Hagrid. So, okay, let's add this to Flickchart. Tom, would you like to continue adding it or? Uh, sure, hang on. Completely off topic, guys, but Tom Hardy has a rap mixtape from 1999. <laughs> <laughs> of course he does. All right, I will add, I will add, hang on. Yeah, I've had a few shots, leave me alone. Um, let's add Megaforce to our Flickchart uh, first movie that megaforce comes up against is kenneth brana's murder on the orient express murder on the orient express. Murder. Yeah. murder yeah murder. i agree murder megaforce versus firestarter 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 yeah firestarter yeah firestarter be an interesting mashup drew barrymore and firestarter versus uh megaforce <laughs> tom you need to back off <laughs> <laughs> Megaforce versus We're Back a Dinosaur Story. This is a familiar trajectory. Megaforce. Didn't see it. We're Back a Dinosaur Story. <sighs> Megaforce. Megaforce is more enjoyable to watch. Says you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a coherent film, but is We're Back a Dinosaur Story? I don't know. We're Back a Dinosaur Story is probably philosophically mind-blowing, and nobody's really, <laughs> nobody's really gotten there yet. Megaforce wins... Megaforce is up against Uncle Boonmi, who can recall his past lives. Is that the whole title? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's a tie film. It's a what? It's a tie film. Ah. I'm still kind of angry at that movie. I just kept watching it and watching it. I'm going, no, it's got to get better. No, it's got to get better. Uh, No, there's got to be a point to this. Uh, There has to be a plot somewhere. Nope. It just isn't. (laughs) No. Nope. There's a plot. What is it, yeah. Tom? Yeah, that's what we thought. Guy Shut up, Tom. Nate. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm going Megaforce. Yeah, I'm going Uncle Boon Me. Is anybody besides me going Uncle Boon Me? Nope. I think you you are alone with man in a monkey suit with catfish fellatio. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. What? Uh, you heard him. <laughs> that would be I can't trust me. As weird as weird as that phrase is, Dan, it's not worth watching. <laughs> oh, you, I guess you convinced me then. Because uh, <laughs> otherwise, I'm just gonna run right out. <laughs> I definitely missed this episode of your podcast. <laughs> it's not catfish fellatio. It's catfish cunnilingus. No, oh, sorry. Get it right. <laughs> Man, you're way too invested in this debate. <laughs> Hang on, sorry. Hang on, I just picked Uncle Boomy by accident. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> I, don't know, I was thinking about the catfish, and I don't know what happened. Um, and to be clear, is the catfish performing the act? Is it in a waterbed? <laughs> no. no. It is in water. It's in a shallow pool. <laughs> God, I feel like I shouldn't even try to joke about it. It's just getting more and more disturbing. <laughs> that pushes Megaforce down below the 500 mark, and it's now up against Critters. Megaforce. Uh, critters. Critters. Yeah, Critters. I would go Critters. Critters. Kevin, are you in a beanbag chair? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I heard really this is. microphone's that- in a weird spot. <laughs> I'm not in a beanbag chair. He's gone supine again. I was just saying. <laughs> Started thinking about a catfish. <laughs> no. <laughs> you said that no, so but... coy. Uh uh-uh, uh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I've had like four shots of whiskey and that, that was over the line. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dan, have you seen Critters? No, I have not. All right, so Critters beats Megaforce. Why is Animal Kingdom down here below a Transformers movie? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Not just any Transformers movie, but... Transformers 3. Transformers 3. <laughs> Megaforce versus The Hobbit, 1977, animated. Megaforce. Oh, the Hobbit. Yeah, The Hobbit. The Hobbit. Yeah, The Hobbit. That's easy. Yeah, we'll go with The Hobbit. Every time. Every time. How it wins. This was the only song in the goddamn movie. That's why it was played every time. (laughs) It's Megaforce at number 523 on our flick chart. It is right between The Hobbit and The Giver. Uh, Yeah. That's fair. The Giver. It's about a catfish. All right, we're going to take a break, come back, and talk about Patrick's kind of pick. I stumbled into this one. Ghosts can't do it. <laughs> I feel dirty saying that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> dirty watching it. Di- yeah. 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 That's one of those single entendres. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my pick was originally going to be The Contract with Morgan Freeman and John Cusack. But due to some confusion, I'm mainly going to blame Steve. Um, We wound up watching Ghosts Can't Do It instead, which was um, Bo Derek. And is it her husband? John Derek was the director? Yes. Is that it? Okay. Yes. And John Derek decided to make it. Yeah, Martin Scorsese, Robert De Niro kind of relationship. 
Yeah. He decided to make a movie with Bo Derek to show her off. Um, her fourth movie with Bo Derek he made. Oh, really? Well, apparently that's what he got his kicks doing. Um, so this is a movie about a woman married to a much older man who who is sick and dying and kills himself, but then returns as a ghost. And their plot to then kill someone else so he can take over that person's body and be with his wife again because ghosts can't do it. <laughs> is he a ghost or just a guy behind a sheet? That, that is left <laughs> interpretation, Steve. He's <laughs> a guy behind um, a sheet with Julie Newmar. Yeah. Briefly, like here and there, like, I, I, oh God. What the hell happened in this film? <laughs> <laughs> Julie Newmar plays an angel with some kind of behavioral problem. <laughs> Just really erratic behavior. Who kind of encourages him and kind of doesn't to go kill a guy. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I don't uh, have yeah. high expectations for a Bo Derek film, but still, she should have known better. Anthony uh, Quinn definitely should have, but it, this is the tail end of his career. Yeah, he's just looking for a little paycheck. Yeah, he was like, hey, be in a movie with Bo Derek. All right. Where she's consistently naked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, by the way, thank you, Patrick, for that mistake from picking this movie. Was- oh, you're welcome, Kevin, for even suggesting it last week at all. <laughs> <laughs> but the most annoying thing is she is consistently naked, but then they keep, like, cutting into these scenes of, like, wrinkly old anthony quinn yeah it's like i don't know it's just like well damn you it's kind of a brilliant juxtaposition of uh something i don't know i I think you're giving a lot of credit there you you tried tom Um, Tom, i'm gonna gonna start you tried harder than even the makers of this movie So, Tom, I'm going to start with you and your brilliant juxtapositions. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I was I was absolutely certain that Simon Says was going to be the worst thing I had to endure <laughs> this month. Okay, so Patrick explained the plot pretty well. Add on to the end of that, and they lived happily ever after. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. After their plot to murder another human being um, somehow worked out amazingly for them. Because <laughs> he accidentally dies, right? Yeah, he... I guess I'm so. Not sure. like, there, there's there's a subplot about the mayor yeah. of wherever, somewhere, Caribbean. No, because they have elephants. What? <laughs> yeah, right. there were elephants. Yeah, right. I forgot about that. <laughs> so uh, so the mayor of somewhere Africa. Indian Ocean and the curly-haired dude, Fausto, right? Make a plot to steal... Uh, Black Pearl, which I had no idea was in this movie until they actually went there to steal it. Um, <laughs> That's right, actually just, the, what the movie was all about. This, just yeah. kept fishbowl <laughs> hanging in the middle of like uh, a sunroom. I'm not really sure what was going on. Well, I completely so missed that out subplot. Turned out to be a bad guy. <laughs> it's like it's okay that they wanted to kill him in the first place, and then he dies on accident by getting caught in a fishnet. I guess. Yeah. And. Even though they had already explained that the only way Anthony Quinn can get back into this body was at the very moment of death, uh, this guy's been dead for quite a while, and then she revives him, and that's when he jumps back in the body. <laughs> right. And um, then they cut to uh, them, what I'm assuming is post-coitus in a hayloft, and everything's fine. And it's a comedy, apparently. And Donald yeah. Trump's in it. 
And yeah. If I could As give himself, Kobe... right? He plays himself. Yes, he just plays. Yeah. Himself. He plays yeah. himself. I believe at the end it said, and yes, that was Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, the credits, and yes, that was Donald Trump. If I could somehow give this movie something worse than an F, <laughs> I would definitely do that. So, uh, congratulations, Patrick, you get an A. Yay. I don't hear that that often. So I'm a... <laughs> you I'm... only seem to hear it in January. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to relish it while I can here. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all who made this possible. Steve and Brian. Exactly. If it wasn't for Brian actually suggesting it and Steve mistakenly. Yeah, I, actually, I actually had no idea. Like, I was like 15 minutes into this movie and I had no idea what it was supposed to be about. Like, what it was what it was going for. Still don't. Yeah, yeah, like, right, right up until, like, right before the scene where he killed himself, I, I was having a hard time figuring out how the scenes were connected to each other. <laughs> and I thought it, like, kind of felt like they were showing the same scene over and over again as it played out in, like, parallel universes. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, okay, these people are in a relationship. In this universe, he's in a hospital. In this universe, yeah. he's on a horse. In this yeah, their ability to cut trust. between scenes was non-existent, really. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's a scene where uh, he's he's in a pickup truck watching her riding a horse. I, I don't understand why either one of them were in their in or on their respective vehicle. Supine um, animals. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the word of the podcast? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she does some trick, and and he's like, uh, "Do it again!" And then all of a sudden he drives off with no explanation, and she watches him, and then uh, she rides off in a horse. And then it cuts to like she's in a pickup truck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, "Where'd you go?" And I was like, "What is happening? (laughs) Where did you go, actually? (laughs) Where did any of you go? Where Where were you in the first place?" (laughs) Yeah, but it was like right after the scene where Anthony Quinn blows his head off with a shotgun, she bursts out crying and she starts reciting some lines, and I burst out laughing. (laughs) (laughs) So you give it an A. Yes, I give it an A. Yes. Um, Dan, how about you? Uh, yeah, I also give it an A. Um, God, it was just like a really bad <laughs> There was like a, a message in the movie that real men kill themselves with guns and not pills. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, good Lord. Uh, that is not an exaggeration. I, uh, he chooses to spend his afterlife bickering with his wife on vacation, which I thought... <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of, uh, I think it's be- like I imagine that she and Anthony Quinn were talking on a Bluetooth the whole time. Like, <laughs> and he doesn't just know how like, to use Bluetooth. Because there's no like sense of like where the hell he is in relation to her. Um, <laughs> oh, for- I forgot to even mention the dancing scene. The dancing oh, yeah. scene. Oh, God. Anthony Quinn really threw himself into that, like for his part. For being yes. like confined to such a, a weird small space, disconnected from everything else going on. <laughs> Um, I feel like he filmed his crap in like a day. Like, yeah, he had I, a day. Yeah, I, and then, I agree with Dan. He he like did his. He acted the hell out of that, even though it was complete crap. Yeah, I was like, he is taking this very very seriously. <laughs> <laughs> um, no one told him he's in a shitty movie. Did they not yeah. give him the other lines? Probably not. <laughs> Somebody said, "Hey, you get to make out with Bo Derek in this movie. You want to be in it?" And he was like, "I'm pretty much near the end of my life." Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. There. You know what's weird? There's like this all this build up to the scene where she's supposed to negotiate with Donald Trump, 
right. then they just like cut to after it. It's like, wow, what a good job you did. Right. And wasn't yeah. she supposed to be like on like a roofie at that time too? Yeah, they gave her a pill. But she overcame yeah. it. Oh that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, that whole scene where he finally gives her the she fights it off and then she gives her the pill and then okay, she's the just hanging she's, out in bed. The scene where she's like comedically begging him to rape her. Yeah. Yeah. God, that oh was so God. bad. It's disturbing. And then it went yeah. on and on and on. Yeah, instead yeah, of killing her. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I give it an A. The last thing I'll say about it is that at his funeral, the eulogy is delivered by Walker, Texas preacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was going on in that scene? Was everybody else just, like, pretending not to hear her talk? Like, I feel like that would happen in real life. <laughs> just, like, talk to the, to the dead person. Like right. having that loud of a conversation with them in front of everybody, I would totally pretend like I wasn't hearing it. <laughs> yeah. That'd be so weird. All right. Um, Brian. I kind of want to spitefully give this a B just because I didn't pick it and it was attributed to you. <laughs> um, but I can't. This movie's atrocious. Um, <laughs> this movie has overcome Brian's spite. That's how bad it is. <laughs> <laughs> It is not an easy thing to do. <laughs> the, like, I was watching this movie, and I don't know who wrote the dialogue. John Derrick. You're right. I did know who wrote the dialogue, but <laughs> I also know that nobody talks like the way people talk in this movie. It just seemed like somebody opened up a thesaurus and decided, let's use big words instead of conversational English. It's like they were writing a... Uh, a paper in high school and they wanted to seem smart. I d- she has this weird old man fetish and I think <laughs> I'm fairly certain it was written that way because John Derrick is significantly older than Bo Derrick yeah. and he's basically writing this almost biographically. Yep. Uh she was this this is weird cuz I always thought of Bo Derrick as an old lady even though like she was famous for Ten, like you know, she's basically famous for being a sex kitten. Mm-hmm. But as a teenager, like I knew her from Tommy Boy, where I thought she was like fifty, and then suddenly I find out that she's like thirty-three in this movie, and not even forty in Tommy Boy. Yeah, and and she's married yeah. to John Derrick, who's like sixty-three or four. Yeah, he's thirty years old, or he yeah. was thirty years older than her. Which I don't like. I don't necessarily have an issue with, but the fact that like he keeps making movies in which he's shooting her in like sexual situations with other old and young men. It's like this guy has some things on his mind, (laughs) you know? Yeah. He makes that one kind of movie. Uh, Kevin, how about you? No, this, uh, this movie gets an F uh, slash a definitely. I was describing the, the scenes to Kathy uh, for this last movie. And, and I said it was ridiculous because not only did you have Bo Derek, who was uh, Tom, like you said, more known, I think for her looks than her acting ability. She, she could act. This just was so bizarre where she's yelling at this reflection. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, Wait, it was, that's, that, that has to be the worst presentation of a ghost on film. <laughs> yeah. It was. Ghost Why had a better the... presentation of a ghost. <laughs> that, is, that is a true statement. Yes. I think, uh, Anthony Quinn got screwed on this. Yeah, he got to kiss Bo Derek, but she got to, you know, go go up into the mountains in the wintertime when it's beautiful or go to some tropical island. And he was in a closet the whole time. 
<laughs> he was R. Kelly. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, All right, so you gave it a solid A. Oh yeah. Um, who's Steve? Uh, Wait, no, I want to save. I want to save you for uh, uh, Nate. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Finish that comment. Uh, I want to save Stephen's comments for last. That's not you. You want to save Stephen for Nate? That's what you said. That's weird. <laughs> Is that what I said? <laughs> I don't Take it however you want it. You know, I mean, it's all said in love. Talk know? about pervs. <laughs> I don't know what you two are doing. Yeah, this movie is um just getting weird. Yeah. <laughs> just turn on the strobe lights. <laughs> Not just a movie. Hit that button. Who doesn't have one? <laughs> All right, can we mention that what is what is the name of Anthony Quinn's character? Scott. Yeah. No, I think, Scott his name, is his I think last his name, name is Great Scott. It's yeah, great no, Scott or the great, great Scott. The great one. She calls him the great, the great one, one all the time, which that was so creepy. creepy. <laughs> and I swear, I swear on his tombstone, it said great Scott. They did refer to him that way. A couple of characters did in the movie. Yeah. And they have such terrible. I mean, I, I haven't seen any, any other Bo Derek movie. So, Kevin, I can't really like back you up. I've just seen her in like cameos and Sharknado. But um, <laughs> she was in Sharknado. Yeah. Sharknado 3. So I've seen her. Do like things, but in, in this, there's like this the com the comedy is awful. It's just so downright awful. But they they I get the sense that they think they're making a hilarious movie, right? Yeah. yeah. That weird bit with the um the dancing bit and the pastor yep. and he frees oh, her. Uh, yeah. And they do the dancing, but the dancing is, is so strange. It's just her like like I don't even know what like occurred. That, that bit with the preacher or the priest or whatever was offensive in like 15 different ways yeah like I, I feel like i could write book about how <laughs> about how tone deaf that whole scene was or i mean and, and, and you guys have mentioned the weird scene in the pool where the yeah pudgy sexual predator shoots bullets at her and then feeds her pills and while, right. he's, while she's begging him to rape her yeah right and and her husband says not essentially just take it right <laughs> just take <laughs> the pills who cared and then it is incredibly confusing what the hell happened when she says she calls Donald Trump like you're a very handsome man? Oh, I'm glad you noticed. <laughs> <laughs> she said you're too pretty to be bad. Yes, and then at the I... end, doesn't she also say to him after she somehow like defeated him with with help of her dead husband, which we never see. We never see how she does it. Don't try to delve into the plot points too finely on this one. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is just absolute, just trash. It's just terrible. Yeah, A. Nice. Can I nice. point out that John Derrick played Joshua in the Ten Commandments? Yes, you can. With Charlton Heston. <laughs> really? Just to give you a timeline. Oh, this like, guy's super old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 1956, he played Joshua in the Ten Commandments. And then a month later, Bo Derrick was born. He was like, someday I'm going to write a movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Steve, tell us how much you enjoyed this film. Oh, man. I, okay, so in my opinion, this is the worst movie we've ever done on the podcast. Like, it started out creepy. Even the, the initial scenes before where he, and he doesn't kiss her, he bites her, bites her lip, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like, what the, who does, who just, like, I, okay. 
And then oh, it's called foreplay, Stephen. That's kind of <laughs> no. That, that was, it was weird. It was so weird. At first, I thought, well, Stephen doesn't need foreplay. Just wait till you get your water bed and she's got a button. At first, like for the first um, maybe ten minutes of the movie, I actually thought he was her father. And, <laughs> oh my God. and, yeah. and then once I was like, "What the hell am I watching?" And then. <laughs> And then I figured out they were married, and uh, but then she kept calling him the Great One, so I thought it was some kind of cult situation. And, <laughs> uh, so I, and I, I just could not figure out what was actually. I guess I just couldn't wrap my head around that this was. We were supposed to buy that this was some great love of all time. I, I just couldn't accept that fact. And so I was trying to find reasons or figure out what was actually going on. Bo Derek was, it got to the point where I was, like, even when she was naked, I was bored. It's like, th this is not, there's nothing enjoyable about this whatsoever. And then the David Hasselhoff knockoff uh, guy that he ends up taking over um, <laughs> seemed like, I, I kept expecting it to get to the point where she would say, oh, we're going to kill you and take your body. And he's like, cool, with, I'm cool with that. Like, he didn't seem to have a problem with their plan, with her killing him. Well, so, he was in it for the pearls. He was in it for the robbery. Yeah, he was just humoring her. Didn't you catch uh, that, like, 15-second clip that explained the whole plot? <laughs> I didn't catch the robbery subplot at all. I, I yeah, I, I, all I didn't thing. understand that there was a robbery subplot until the two of them were talking about going to steal something called the Black Pearl. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not at well. Which, at which point, yeah. I had no idea what the Black Pearl meant. It's a pirate ship. I was gonna say, yeah, it's Johnny Depp suddenly. Shows and it wasn't up until and... I saw the pearl that I was like, oh, there's literally a Black Pearl in this movie, and that like absolves her of the entire like murder plot. And then there's that scene where they're playing what was a baseball, and mm -hmm. she happens to come upon. She's like, oh yeah, she just tells this random lady. Oh, my husband's a ghost, and we're trying to murder somebody so we can bring him back. She, she just like, oh, yeah, I'm a white witch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they were um, friends for, from somewhere. Were they? I thought they I, just I, met. I, I thought it was just like a <laughs> random. She was there when they arrived on the train. Yeah, on her elephant in the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, whoever greets you when you get off your elephant, I mean. That's... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Gotta be somebody you know. <laughs> what is a white witch? Is that a real I, thing? I don't. I wasn't sure if it was racial or if she was yeah. good. Like I don't know. But if she's good, she's gonna help good. you murder somebody. I. Well, that's right. I'm not just part. any witch. I'm. I rank as a white witch. When he's talking to Julie Newmar, and she's like, like this is after he's already killed himself. And is contemplating murdering someone else, and she's like, "You know, you're, you're kind of stepping towards hell here." <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> kind of. You tell me this now? He, yeah. He just waves. He just waves it away. Yeah. yeah. Like, I he accepts feel it, like, right? You know. Yeah. He's uh, it's yeah. like, yeah, I want to have more sex. <laughs> but, and ghosts. But also, you're already ghosts. dead. Already dead. <laughs> ghosts can't do it. <laughs> I thought for sure she was going to end up with uh, the the guy's buddy, the old guy. Yeah, we'll call guy. him the opportunist. He flies halfway around the world when he finds out that his <laughs> friends died. Now his hot wife's available. So, yeah, if, uh, like Tom, if there was a 
a worse grade than an F I could give this, I would. Um, it gets a hard A. All right. There have been a lot of hard A's with this one. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed for the title, it was Ghost Can't Do It by John Derrick. And I was like, I've never seen that in a movie before. Is that a thing? Or is that like, he gave himself an author credit. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, I think he thinks of himself as an auteur. Okay. It's a small thing, but I was just very, I was like, what? I've never seen that before in a movie. From the tone of your voice, I'm getting that you don't think of him as an auteur. <laughs> I don't know anything else about him aside from this movie and the fact that I guess he played Joshua. <laughs> Shortly so before Two Bo very confusing details. <laughs> well, I also give it a hard A. Yeah, this was horrible. I mean, this was just, I have nothing more to say that hasn't already been said. Except for why I still don't get why Bo Derek had to yell all the time. Like <laughs> I've never I've never seen her act in any other movie, but it was unwatchable. It was so unwatchable. Like I've I've rarely watched a more unwatchable movie than this one. All right. So thank you, Brian, for suggesting this, and thank you, Stephen, for downloading it accidentally. Because <laughs> I got straight A's, boy. <laughs> <laughs> So with with a lot of straight hard A's, seven. Count them seven. I Just believe. thinking of Stephen late at night downloading Bo Derek movies. <laughs> <laughs> like oh no, this one ended up in the wrong folder. <laughs> I mean, it's for the podcast. <laughs> nice. Oh, he's laying in his water bed. <laughs> this going off. Uh, yeah, when oh else are you going to download Bo Derek? You have to have strobe lights to do it. You really yeah. do. I think it's in the Constitution. <laughs> oh, God. So I believe that I don't know what character the straight A's get. It's a, a gold star, star for Mario. Star. Gold star. Nice. Yeah. Um, Tom, are you running flick chart? Sure. All right. Adding ghosts can't do it. To our flick chart. Let's just run through this real quick for a while. Mars attacks. Mars attacks, yeah. Yeah. Mars attacks. <laughs> Mars attacks. Yeah. Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. Beast. That one. <laughs> Beast. Ghost can't do it. <laughs> this means war. Is that because oh, this means like war. <laughs> Are you stating that? Or is this... yeah. yeah, this means war. Yeah. Oh. I just like it noted for the record, everyone chose that movie just now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Way less more. creepy. We're back a dinosaur story. We're back a dinosaur Still picking story. It. Ghost can't do it versus George Washington. George Washington. George Absolutely Washington. George Washington. George Washington. Or how many dead dogs that kid wants to wear on his head? Both <laughs> <laughs> Eric wore like a huge dead animal on her head in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. You shouldn't talk about Anthony Quinn like that. <laughs> yeah, but that dead animal wasn't her former pet. Yeah, George Washington. It sounded so defeated. Yeah. I was going to say the Patrick off, but... <laughs> it was Stan Dua versus Straight to Hell. Straight to Hell. Straight to Hell. Straight to Hell. Yep. Straight to Hell. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Ghost Can Do It versus Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny. Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny. <laughs> Ghost can't do it. Oh, man. Santa. This is very tough. Yeah. 
And the thing of it is, like, Ghost Can't Do It was shot in some of the most beautiful scenery on the planet. Yeah, with one of the most beautiful bodies on the planet. It still managed to make it awful to look at. (laughs) Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny is the story of Thumbelina. (laughs) Yeah, and Mr. Digger. Dan, have you seen Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny? No. Oh, well, let me tell you, it's available on YouTube. (laughs) Okay, I probably will still not watch it. (laughs) I've seen it three times. Uh, (laughs) The things Tom admits after five shots. (laughs) Maybe maybe like two and a half. I just picture Tom at a bar, like talking to someone like, I've seen Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny three times. You can watch it on YouTube. (laughs) Oh, shit. I don't know. Forget it. I'm going to go Santa in the ice cream bunny. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, That I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll do that, too. Did anybody vote for Ghosts Can't Do It? I did. All right. <laughs> the moral vote. It's <laughs> <laughs> never been less moral. Well, Ghosts Can't Do It is at number 568 on our flick chart. It is third from the bottom. Our current bottom 10 is now River's Edge, Leonard Part 6, Saving Christmas, Checkmate, Straight to Hell, Simon Says, Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny, Ghosts Can't Do It, Freeway, and Hobo with a Shotgun. I'm fine with that. Nice. So that's it for Ghosts Can't Do It. <laughs> that's it for Junk January. Next month, we are going to be talking about the upcoming Oscars. We don't know what's nominated yet, but... We will figure out what we're watching at some point. This is a great outro. <laughs> <laughs> Something will happen sometime soon. In the season mm-hmm. before autumn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are we done? Are we done? Well, no, I, are you it, cold? It's fucking freezing. Okay? <laughs> I want to go inside. What does it say about our bottom ten that Dogman isn't down there? Yeah, Dogman's not even on the screen. Wow. I don't know. Based Did... on Steven's last comment, let's talk about this for a while. Yeah, let's Sitting out here in the cold barn kind of sucks when I can't drink beer. Why can't you cold? drink beer? I'm just not. I'm just trying to. Me and Kevin are have a contest, so I'm trying to cut calories. Oh. So. Wait. What's what's the contest? Just uh, uh like get in shape contest. Oh. Oh, and Patrick's in on it too. So what's the non-subjective end of this contest? Like, um, how do you tell body, you body fat loss percentage loss? Hey, sorry, I was on mute and I just caught up. Patrick, are you on? No, no, he went to get a drink. All right. I wanted to get his his and Kate's fat percentage. <laughs> How fat's your wife, Patrick? <laughs> oh, you guys have no idea what I can do with stuff like this. Or we have uh, ideas. Uh, Oh, hey, Tom, can you send me that soundbite, please?
You think uh, if I send you a copy of the soundbite and you destroy it, that's it? Like, is that, uh, that's not how it works. <laughs> no, no, he wants to use it. Oh, well, hell It's going to become a phone ringer. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. I, I think I might just send it directly to Patrick's wife. <laughs> Oh, it's nice knowing you, Stephen. <laughs> hey, Patrick. All right. Hey, what's up? You didn't miss anything. What did I just miss? Oh, you'll hear it later. <laughs> Damn it, man. It's nothing to do with your wife. It's okay. What? So. <laughs> uh, wait. <laughs> You can't just say that. <laughs> so I. Oh, we also can't just say what we said. <laughs> yeah, I very innocently asked uh, for your fat percentage readings. Oh. And Stephen just took that as an open season attack on your wife. <laughs> really? No, I really? Ah. Oh. Yeah, I'll have to hear the tape. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Nice. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, I just 